So very serious allegations being made uh, today against uh, your company, Mr. Jahana. Uh, first and foremost, and because we don't have much time, let's just get straight into it. Uh, can you first confirm for us whether uh, you did in fact receive that uh, 5 billion rand bailout? Yes, of course we did. Uh, we did apply to the to the lenders uh, to extend to, to give us a bridge finance at the backdrop of a commitment uh, by Treasury. So we haven't received funds flow from Treasury, but we do have a commitment that has enabled us to engage with lenders to get finance to bridge our working capital requirements. And then, of course, then this report emerges about uh, the spending, and it's, uh, it's said to be quite a reckless spending going on at SAA. And just for the benefit of our listeners who may not have seen it, I just want to run through some of these allegations here. Um, uh, the first one says SAA has hired a new general manager for legal risk and compliance, Mpati Kofa, at a salary of 4.2 million rand, which is double that of her predecessor, Ursula Figueroa. Uh, this is a report in uh, the Mail and Guardian this morning. L- let's address that one first. Yes, of course. What we have done, uh, Sakina, what we had, we looked at resourcing SAA. We had two adopting a three-pronged approach. One is to look for permanent executives that would actually fill the roles, and it's a long search because not many people want to work for SAA. The second uh, strategy is interim executives that we bring them in to bridge the gap because we must implement strategy. That's where people like Tabang and uh, and Bati come in. They are there for a short period of time, six months, to actually weather the storm whilst we are busy searching for long-term replace, that is replacement for the, in the vacant positions. So that's the strategy. And, of course, the third element is where you want to industrialize the intervention by bringing in uh, skills that must through consulting support structures that we bring in. It's a three-pronged sourcing, resourcing strategy for SAA, and that's what we're executing on. It's important that uh, South Africans understand that the strategy is predicated on three things. The commercial delivery, but critically important, the skills to execute the strategy. SAA is where it is today because they've never had a serious commitment to implement strategy. And you can only do that if you've got good people uh, on board, and, and that's what we're doing. And I need, also need to make this point that SAA is a global company. Aviation skills are very thin in this country. When you look for skills, you must benchmark globally. That's why you've got consultants that were brought in globally. We've seen uh, how to turn around companies to come and assist. And there are not too many choices. You either have skills to do the work or you cannot turn around the business. It's simple as that. But let's clarify that when you talk about skills that are thin on the ground, which skills in particular are you referring to? Because uh, part of the allegations here is also that you have uh, people who are sitting idle, uh, 50 pilots, at least 50 pilots and cabin crew who have no work to do. And that is not correct because what we did when we moved the Boeing fleet to Mango, so we retrained those pilots. Those pilots have been uh, converted to Airbus and they are busy flying as, as things stand today. What we also know and we've been clear in public is that we do have access pilots. And uh, that's what we're dealing with in terms of going through the restructure. And I've been doing roadshows across the world, getting airlines to be interested in taking some of our own pilots, including camping crew. That's part of the restructuring. So we move uh, four aircraft to, to Mango, is, which is a Boeing pro- profile. And then we, re- we converted the pilots. And those pilots are flying Airbus uh, uh, aircraft today. So it's not a case of them sitting, doing nothing. We do have a productivity issue with pilots in general uh, because they are not flying uh, uh, more enough hours that we would like them to do. And that's part of the restructuring that we're going through.
But explain to me, Mr. Jahana, why would you have to bring in uh, that new general manager for legal risk and compliance, for example, at double the salary that the previous person occupying that same position had been paid? Well, what we do, we look for skills that, uh, that, that are coming through, and obviously we, we advertise the job on a short-term basis. When we get the, the fit for purpose or the person fit for the role, we look into it. And keep in mind, these are six-month assignments. This is not like a permanent job. So when you look at a long-term permanent employee versus a six-month project, there's a very, very different economics you look into. But Quite frankly, what we looked at, we looked at the, the person who's fit for the role uh, with the right experience to deal with the short-term interventions we needed to be done whilst we're searching for a long-term replacement in that regard. So it's very, very difficult to compare a short-term assignment versus a long-term, uh, a long, a long-term uh, employee in, 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 in a sense. So that six-month assignment, does that only comply uh, to uh, Mpati Kofa? Mpati Kofa on six months, Tabang is on six months, uh, uh, Bob Head is on six months because we're still recruiting. Voyera uh, Saroka was HR is on six months interim. Uh, and that, that's, that's, those are the interim executives. Keep, keep in mind we are using a mixed model of interim executives whilst we're searching for the full-time executives. Yeah. So that's Mpati um, Kofa um, um, coming in at 4.2, another 4 million to Tabang Mochi. But I see you haven't actually stated you declined to confirm how much you are paying Robert Head. Yeah, we have we, we have said that uh, we, in, even in Parliament, we, we even the the information that's there. We said this information gets released through the annual report uh, uh, process that gets released officially, and those numbers will come through. We there's no intention to hide, but we are responding to what's been put in public to say there's been a lot of thought, and what we want to emphasise to South Africans is that unless we've got the skills. SAA turnaround will not work. But why aren't you telling, uh, telling us how much you are paying him? He, he is a, a public um, executive, so why can't we know how much you're paying him? Yeah, that, that information will come through, including this information, through the annual report process, and which we are going to release uh, as we do the AGM, uh, the, we finalize financial statements. That will come through and the public will know. But there Mr. Tahana, if, if you're going to release it anyway, why aren't you just telling us right now? There is a process of, de- of dealing with information like that. So we need to release it. It's prescribed. It will come through as a prescribed officer in the annual report of the, of the business. So there is no intention to hide. It will come through the normal pro- pro- protocol that, you, that all the companies deal with in that fashion. So what's the difference between that protocol and all the others for which you did tell us how much you will be paying? Well, keep in mind that I, I have not published that information. So that's information that's played out in the media. It has gone through a different process. So it's not the information that we publish. We will publish the information at the end of the financial year and therefore we'll explain all the context. But the critical thing here, Sakin, is that we are looking for skills, skills to turn around SAA. And uh, that's what we're focusing on. Unless we get the skills, the turnaround is not going to work.